Podcasting straight from North Carolina is Dr. Jennifer Eichner-Lowry sharing her author journey with you. Jen Lowry writes is a place where amazing things happen for authors and readers together. The Holy Spirit is the ultimate podcast host. Jen is just the bird singing the song. She is a published author, educator, homeschool mama, life coach, and dreamer. Join her on the daily journey of discovering what this writing life is all about. Let's see what she will be led by the Holy Spirit to talk about today. Here's Jen. Thanks for supporting my Jen Lowry Writes podcast. My purpose is to inspire and encourage others to chase after their writing goals with faith and courage. By hitting the support this podcast button and with your monthly contribution of 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99, you are helping me chase after mine. Welcome to my official author podcast. My name is Dr. Jennifer Lowry, and today I want to talk with you guys about the changes in YouTube. Now, I am by no means someone who can explain all of the legalities and all of the behind the scenes, but I can challenge you to go out and read for yourself and look it up and watch videos about it because that's what I did. And I did not actually do this uh, research by myself. So, I received an email because I'm a YouTube creator and it's all about cookies and I'm not talking about the cookies that I have in my car that I'm going around to English classes today and giving away for my high school kids uh, smart cookie awards it's not no it's something about um, setting cookies and um, on children under 13 years of age which is illegal and YouTube was doing all of that. And so now, YouTube is sending out these letters saying that, okay, we've got to set our channels. And then you either set your video each time or you set your whole channel. Now, what do you set it to? You have to say whether or not the content that you're creating, is it made or designed for children? Would it appeal to children? Now, mine is definitely appealing to families. I want families on my YouTube channel. I am not making as many educational videos as I used to. However, I did some youth Bible studies um, last summer when I was doing an online Bible study on Facebook. I also have done homeschool videos where Sam would share how we did um, cute little things in homeschool when he was little. And maybe a mom or a dad would want to watch that with their kids. Um, and it was like earlier on homeschool reviews of uh, his spelling program and things like that. So even though those videos are, you know, old, oh my gosh, Sam is such a baby on them. They're still on my channel. And so I had to make this executive decision and say, okay, I want families on my channel. If I click this button, then that means that I'm not going to be able to ever be monetized. And so any possible revenue that I would be able to make in the future on YouTube is gone. So that so the point of YouTube then changes. Well, what is it for to begin with? Is it to become a viral 
you know, instant video star and be able to go out and um, get clicks on all of these ads and, and all of that. I mean, sure, who can, who can I say to anybody that that's not cool that that would happen? I mean, we would love it. Authors would love to have side gigs like that to where if they could make videos and instruct other people and they get paid for those videos through ads, then that would be really cool. That would be an addition to our income. And AuthorTube is huge. You know, there are a lot of authors on YouTube who are doing this work. And you can't say that if you're making a video, you can monitor who's on the other side of that screen, which I think is really weird. So, like I said, go read it up. If you're a YouTuber, you've already got all this information, but I just want you to be aware that there are changes in YouTube. And the reason why I want you to be aware is because I want you on all these platforms. And you're like, what? Yes, I've told you from like day maybe one or two, maybe not day one, but... The reason why I even started the podcast was because my publisher, you know, sent in a letter out that said, these are the social media avenues that you need to go ahead and establish yourself on and send us the links, send them back. And I'm like, wow, like, you know, and podcasting or YouTube was one of the options, but I'd already had my everyday mom challenge YouTube. So I was like, okay, well, I'll do a Jen Lowry Writes YouTube. Well, I couldn't have a separate YouTube. I had to have one because I had that email. So I'm like, okay, I want to just keep all my people. I can just add a playlist and it would go to that particular playlist. So if I do a homeschool video, it goes to a homeschool video playlist. And so I kind of reorganized my channel folders and decided to just rename my channel Jen Lowry Writes Everyday Mom Challenge. Um, because those, that's kind of like what I'm branded under. And so both of those things, if you find me in my Bible devotional world, I'm the everyday mom. If you find me in my author world, that's for YA and all of my other, you know, children's all the way up, then you're going to find Jen Lowry. So I was like, okay, I feel really good about this decision. Now, guys, the thing about YouTube anyway YouTube, you have to have over there. So, a long time ago, you did not have to have the qualifications that you had to have a thousand subscribers to get monetized. So, I did make money on YouTube when I was making my Bible study videos. So, when I first started YouTube, it was the craziest thing. I went to a church meeting and there it was a women's meeting and a woman had been... Um, healed. Um, she was out of her wheelchair and she was talking to the church and she goes around and she goes into communities and gives away school supplies and walks through communities, um, just giving away school stuff to kids everywhere. Um, and so I love what she's doing. She just says uh, she wants kids to have a pencil. She wants kids to have paper. She wants them to be able to have access. So when they go to school, it's not like they're always having to borrow from the teacher. Guys, you don't know how much as a teacher we spend on supplies. That's why when Junior Achievement gave me supplies for my classroom, okay, I'm about to cry now, I cried. Like, I literally busted out crying. 
because it's hard in the summer months for teachers anyway because we don't get paid and so we're having to stretch out our salary to pay for our bills now i'm talking about and and i'm not even talking about going on family vacations or anything those are done for me like we don't get those and here i was at the beginning of the school year and i knew that i was going to have kids that needed things and junior achievement had a banquet and they gave me so much school they gave me so many that i got to wrap them all up and i wrapped them in our school newspaper for the, with the college section that showed all the kids going to colleges, to, and I gave them to my freshmen. So when my freshmen started on day one, they had a gigantic packet of materials, and you should have seen their faces and their breathing. It You can see the physical change in a kid when they know that the next class that they go to, they're already hooked up. I'm telling you, so when, when I hear about people doing things like that, giving backpacks full of fees, you don't know. You just don't know, guys, unless you're in the, in, in the classroom. That's powerful for children. Um, so anyway, I digress. Okay. Give back. That's all I'm telling you. Give back. Um, especially give back to, to teachers. Find teachers that you can support. If you need to support someone, find my class. <laughs> you can you can support Best Buddies Book Club in my class if you'd love to. Um, um, email me. Um, but anyway, so so here we are. You know, at the the women's meeting, and at the end of it, she got a word from the Lord, and she was like, you know, you're going to be on television. And you're not going to be a health and wealth preacher. And I think it was funny because um, that was like some of the language that would go around. You know, she was like, you're going to just speak the word. You're just going to speak it true. And I'm like, wow, you know, she didn't know that I just got accepted for my doctorate degree. I hadn't told anybody at the church. Um, and so my best friend and I were like, what? And so I went and I wrote it all down. And then I went and created my YouTube channel. And I told the boys, I'm like, guys, if I get 100 views, I'm going to take you to McDonald's. And it was hilarious because, like, I think it was like in the next day, I was at McDonald's. And I was like, guys, we're celebrating 100 views because that means 100 people just heard me talk about Jesus. <laughs> um, you see the small things, the small things in life. But now my channel never grew huge. Like, and I didn't have a social media platform back then. And I didn't. I blogged. I've been blogging since then, but I didn't really know the ins and the outs of all of it um, like I do now. I'm still not perfect, but my channel pretty much has sat pretty stagnant for a long time. I'm right at 200 subscribers, and that is nothing in comparison to other authors on AuthorTube that are over 100,000 subscribers. Um, they're making videos each week. They are full-time authors because they have not only um, top-selling books that they've self-published, but because they have their Cyborg Army and they have their Patreon. You know, they're they're working it because they have all of these side gigs going on. And I feel like, uh-oh, what's going to happen with them? You know, they're just going to have to click that there's if they're going to continue that route and they do get monetized for their work, they're going to have to click that they don't have any content for children on there, that they're not made for children. Um, so they can continue to be monetized. And so it's just a different change that's happening in the YouTube world, in the YouTube community and 
they sent me a survey and they asked me how do you feel about it and they were wanting to know how do you feel about YouTube right now and I wrote to them because honestly if they're asking me they're they're wanting to know the, the, what's going out there and even though I'm not a big YouTuber I do make videos and I enjoy sharing knowledge and so they asked, you know, what other places do you share videos? Well, you guys know I'm on my Facebook Lives. I really like doing Facebook Lives. I actually get more hits on Facebook Lives than I do on my YouTube videos. And so I told my husband before, I was like, I've got to really weigh out where do I get the most hits at so I can, that's going to be where you can spend more time. Like when you have a crunch for time, you know, and then when I found out, well, I can make a Facebook Live now, and now I can download that thing and put it on my YouTube. When I realized that was happening, I was like, oh yeah, I'll start at Facebook Live and move over. So, that's some of the things that I've had to kind of switch gears, and I did that even before the notice came out. Um, I don't get paid on Facebook. I don't get paid on YouTube. So this doesn't necessarily affect me. Now, it can affect future revenue. Like, for example, if somehow all of you guys would just go out and hit the subscribe button, I would be way up into the thousands of subscribers. But I don't get that. I don't get people going over to my channel. Um, but I did let YouTube know, like, any future revenue you know, is now cut off for me. However, I still like the YouTube platform and it's easy to use for me. I like the way that I can add um, buttons onto mine. It's easy, guys. If I would, if I can't do it, I'm going to tell you, this is too hard to figure out. But making YouTube videos, they're not like the best quality in the world because I'm using my phone or I'm using my, um, my donated camera. But I'm telling you, it's better than nothing, and I'm getting to do um, educational things on there, and I'm getting to share with you guys how I'm doing formatting, because I can't just talk to you on the podcast and say, okay, push this button in Word when you're doing your formatting. I need to show you. I need to show you Canva. I need When I tell you that Canva is the best thing for authors and promotions and marketing and, and formatting, I can't just tell you that. I need to, I'm a like show. I, I need to see it. And I watch YouTube all the time. I love watching authors' YouTube channels and watching how they're doing their things. That's how I'm learning a lot. So, with me, you know, completely saying I'm going to get off YouTube, no, because it's more than the money. I, I haven't been making it anyway. <laughs> and I'm just, I'm just praying for the understanding and you know, the clarification, like if I am saying any of this wrong, I'm telling you to go out and research it for yourself anyway. And if you're a YouTube content creator, you got that same email I got. They sent it out to all creators. Don't delete it. Read it because you're going to have to go in and set your channel or set every video. And so just for safety, I went in and I set my entire channel for child-friendly and that means that there won't be pulling any cookies from anybody. That means not even 55-year-olds who watch my videos. So, um, and I lose that monetization piece, but that's fine. You know, the Lord, the Lord is sustaining me. 
I am a month by month person. I have not made it to the point where I'm rolling into dough. Um, but the Lord is getting my family through every month. And I am blessed by that. And, you know, sure, I would love to be a full-time author. You guys know that. You know that there is no shame in me talking about money. This is a career. This is a business. And I think that there is this weird, dark, ominous type feeling when people try to start talking about money and, and writing. And I'm like, dude, we're writing because we love it. Yes. This is our passion, our calling, yes. But we can also be paid for our time. We can also benefit from this life. This is a career. And so we do need to, to strip away whatever this negative connotation is about, well, I'm not, just, I'm not just in it for the money. I'm in it to serve the Lord. However, while I'm serving the Lord, if income comes through, you know, to help my family, to help my business grow, then I can help other authors more. I mean, that's the cycle. That's what you want. And I would love to, to do this full time. Who wouldn't? Like, I bet you I could ask any author and I could just look them straight, straight in the eye and say, would you want to be a part time author who only gets to write? When you're tired at night <laughs> or early in the mornings on the weekends at 530 in the morning? Or would you want this life every day, living this author life and being surrounded by the books you love? You know what we would all say. Raise your hand. Tell me. We would all want this full time. And then we could go and volunteer in schools. Like if you still want to work in your school or your job, you could volunteer. You could mentor. <laughs> You could have the time to do everything that you've always wanted to do with volunteering and mentoring if you had a full-time author career. And then you could carve out time in your day. Instead, you know, we're working, you know, 6.55 to 4. And then homeschool until 10. It's like, what? Sure, I would love it. I could homeschool in the mornings and be kind of like a traditional homeschool family again like I used to be a long time ago. In my past life and and just you know do my homeschooling in the mornings and then when I finished that I would have the rest of the day I would have the whole day to be free or I could do the 530 in the morning like I'm used to in the summertime and have a cutoff period and homeschool at night again but I would be home with my children I mean I think about the you know the trade-offs of of how I would do all of that if I was a full-time career author but I don't, I'm not there yet, so I'm just dreaming out loud. But YouTube ain't going to get me there. Let's just say that. So I've talked to my husband about it. And, you know, I did this research with my husband because I did not want to, like, read the thing wrong. I, did, I wanted to clearly understand what the legalities of all that were, that this whole YouTube children thing. Because when I heard $42,000... Um, it could be for every, it's a fine, $42,000 for every person that would be under 13. If they watch your video, you could be fined. I'm like, what? Wait a minute. That does not sound right. I don't have any control over who watches my videos. A mom could have her phone out on YouTube and a kid could click on my video. It could show up in the suggested on the right hand side. 
and a two-year-old could click a video. I mean, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't know how they would monitor that. I don't know what would happen. However, I can't afford that to happen to me. So I just went in and for safety um, and protection of my family, I clicked it. I mean, it's true anyway. All of my videos are child-friendly. You guys know that. I'm clean fiction for all ages. I mean, there's no way that I would ever put up content that would not be child-friendly. So, I mean, some of the levels of the things that I do are for adults, like teaching things and, and Bible study things. That's for more of the adult learner. But if a kid fell onto it and they had it in their hand, it still could be, you know, child appropriate. So, and I'm going to continue to write books and hopefully I'll be able to continue to make book trailers. So if somebody wants to see Dear God, Please Take Care of Rambo, I have my book trailer on my YouTube channel. That's not just for adults. That's for children too. And so I'm like, you know, I've got to be careful. I'm not just going to sit there and try to to undermine it all and say, well, this video is more for kids, but this one I'm teaching about how to format my, a novel, which is probably for adults, so I'm not going to click that one. Nah, I'm not even, I don't have time for all that, y'all. I'm just like, whole channel, kid safe, click it, it's for kids, all my videos for kids, click and go on. So, Am I telling you not to be on YouTube right now? No, that's not what I'm saying. I just need you to understand that the days are over if you think that that's where, like, if you get on YouTube and you can get, you know, the, the 10, you know, the, the thousand subscribers and the view time. I have the view time. The view time has never been my problem. And then, you know, if you look at that analytically, well, you say, well, then the people that do come to your channel, they are watching your videos. It's not like they watch it for a second, say, this woman is weird, talking country, and click it off. So, the people that are on my channel, even though I have a small number, they watch the videos. So, my view time has always been very good, high number view time, but just low subscriber. Um which kicks me out of the whole AdSense piece. So, I will say that when I read it, I was shocked. And I was like, what? And so, we watched YouTubers talk about it. We watched creators. We watched creators, professional creators. So, we were actually YouTubing them explaining the whole behind the scenes of how this came about and the lawsuit and all of the stuff. Like, we were watching content creators talk through it. We watched them where they pulled up the email and then they pulled up the press conferences and then they pulled it like, so that's the kind of research that we did about it. And then of course we went online and we actually read some of the things ourselves from YouTube, questions from YouTube. So, you know, we felt pretty, you know, good about it. Like, my children were saying, nah, mama, nah, mama. And I was like, nope, I'm, I'm doing it. You know, you, you got to think of the long term here. And I just, you know, I went through and I, and I felt good about it. But that just means that I do what I was going to say anyway. I start my videos on Facebook Live and then download them. And so I can have them on both platforms and then I can still reach different audience members possibly. Because that's the thing. We're doing this to reach people, y'all. We're doing this to help people. 
and to build our author community, to build our reader base. So now the bottom line is what are you doing YouTube for? What are you doing Facebook Lives for? And it's to increase your reader base, to increase your connections, your author base, so people know who you are. You cannot be an introverted writer and never show your face in 2019 and never be on any social media and never get out there and connect with people. You know, you're not going to know people. People aren't going to know you and you're going to miss out on a chunk of people that can be there to support you, that can pray for you, that can share your work. So this author business is tough. It is. It's not easy. And you do have to spend time learning the marketing and learning it. And social media is a part of your marketing. That's a part of a campaign that you need to start from day one. First, you have to understand that you're an author from day one. Then you have to build your social media presence and your platforms. So I'm telling you, do YouTube. Um, you need to decide which way you're clicking buttons and settings and research things yourself. What fits you, your life, your channel. Do your own research. Um, at the end of the day, you know what your content is. You know if it's appropriate or not. Like, there's, there's one channel that I can't barely watch. Like, I have to turn it off. Um, the people are cursing every other second. Um, and I'm like, nope, it's, I, I can't. I can't anymore. Like, I, I get to, like, a, a threshold point where I can watch a little bit of it, and then I'll cut it off. Like, to me, that's not child-friendly. Um, but my videos, of course, they're going to be, you know, child-friendly. That's, that's just the way that, that I am. I'm not going to be one way with my kids and then one way on YouTube and then one way with you on a podcast. I'm, I'm Jennifer every day of the week, all day long. <laughs> so I say that and you know who you are. And when you put out content, regardless of whatever it is, be authentically you, do you, and share your gifts, share, share your work. Like if you're an adult author and you write for adult audiences only, then are you are you making YouTube videos for kids? You're writing for your adult market. And so you could stand behind that. I can't because I have children's books, middle grades, and I'm hoping that other readers find me on there. And then a young girl or a young guy goes, wow, mama, I want to be an author too. And they understand that there's someone out there since eighth grade, they wish that they had support, and we're there to support them. I'm there to support young readers, young writers, to go after their dreams. So I, I want people to to have access to to my stuff. Um, and then you know, my friend has told me, well, it's it's your own fault that you don't have any Patreon followers. And I was like, wait, how? Because you never promote it, you never put it up there, you never ask for Patreon support. And I put that on my goals for 2019, and I completely just fell off the wayside with Patreon. And Patreon is a place where a lot of authors are doing it. Like, if you look up Bethany Adizada, and you know I watch them, because I've told you before, I watch her work, um, I watch Mandy Lynn's work, they have their Patreon established, where they're getting a monthly income from Patreon. 
and they're sharing their videos on that platform and they're also on YouTube and they're also on Facebook and it just shows you that some platforms work better for other people like and I haven't been promoting it and I need to um but I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop making YouTube videos, but I will continue to make the Facebook lives every time I have a best-selling author interview um, on the podcast. I'm definitely going to put those up because I'm already creating the Zoom videos anyway. So I will share those Zooms on my YouTube. So don't unsubscribe. Don't think that content's not going to continue. It will. Go over and subscribe. Just know that if you think that my monetization is going to happen and you say, wow, Jennifer's got a video that, you know, they're watching her and her husband ziplining and seeing her scream across a mountain. I mean, that one's like one of my highest videos. That's why I'm thinking about that one. Like if, you know, if that one gets huge or whatever. I can't make money off of it at all. Um, it doesn't matter. It's not about that. It's just about connecting with people. And now that I know that, and I know that the money revenue is completely away for me, for YouTube, I know I do need to talk about Patreon a little bit more. I need to add Patreon links to my blogs. Like, it's hilarious. Like, Guys, I don't think I even have a Patreon link on my blog at all. And I put all of my links at the bottom of each one of my poems and my blog posts. And they go out to all of my viewers, all of my subscribers on there. And I don't think I do that. I, I haven't done that. So, you know what? 2019 is not over. Um, I still have a month left. And so, if, if I'm a goal-oriented person like you know I am... That means that I do have time to look back at Patreon, revamp my Patreon. I haven't been on there in a while. You know, make some, put my new books on there, make some new videos on there. Because since, since the first intro video, um, I did get my donated camera and stuff like that. So I will definitely, maybe over the holidays, look at it. Just, just look at, um the the patreon platform some more so we'll see we'll see and and i just you know i want to encourage you to not stop no matter what challenges you face with technology equipment understanding it all you know if you're not sure hit kid friendly just if you're not sure um for a while until you have time to research it you can always go back in maybe and switch it but i'm telling you um, be on platforms, be out there, talk with people, share your gifts, talk about Jesus every chance you get. Guys, I've had people to contact me through my channel that I would have never met before, and they might have watched that one YouTube channel. And so when I say that to you, it's to encourage you, and it's to, and it's to tell you that, you know, there are changes in life. There are things that come up. But authors are working these these platforms, and we can use them as models. And so, you know, I haven't went on and asked them about the changes or, or how they're going to proceed because I just knew what was best for me after I did all of the research and listened to all the content creators go through everything. Like with a fine-tooth comb, I'm like, okay, I feel better now. I know exactly what I'm doing. 
and I made the changes, and now just going forward, I'm just going to continue to add Patreon, which they do anyway. They talk about their Patreon followers during their videos. They they say, go down the link below, and they're sending author boxes, and you know they're doing gift boxes and things like that, personalized things, and, and I love that. I love the connections that the, the self-published authors get to make. It's such a it's such a wonderful wonderful way to connect with readers. The way that some of these authors are out there doing it and it's helping support them and their lives and pay their bills. So I think it's just awesome. It's a win-win, y'all. Like authors need money to pay bills and readers love getting things from authors. <laughs> if they like the author and so you got to continue to build, you know, and then you say, well, wait, Jennifer, I don't have any, I don't have any books out yet. Exactly. What's going to happen? You can't wait till your book comes out. You've got to build. You've got to be on all of these platforms. And I've told you, just build them, build them all. Start with a checklist. And if you get my author challenge devotional, the everyday author challenge, you're going to have a checklist and it's the same checklist that was given to me, but then I'm going to go into each platform and I'm going to talk you through it. And I'm going to tell you ways and tips that you can start to build. And I'm still building. So you're learning from me as I go. You're going to learn my lessons learned. So that's chapter two in my book. So if, if anything else, if you need this book just to talk with you through social media, and if you've got some kind of qualms about it, like, okay, I talked to an author the other day. She was like, I have a Twitter, but that's all I have. I refuse to get on Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm not going to be making those kind of connections. I'm just like, okay, that's fine. You can do that. You know, I'm not, I'm not forcing anybody. I'm offering words of wisdom, advice, and I'm telling you that when you query Sometimes people will actually say to you, tell me your followers. Give me your social media links. Look at some of these um, literary agents out there. Look at when you're, when you're on there. And I know because I actually queried somebody over the summer from Myrtle's Garden. And you had to not only put your links, but you had to put your total number of followers and all of this. And I'm like, guys... They're looking. Agents want to know what your reach is. Publishers would want to know what your reach is. You know, especially if you are an unknown, like if you don't have a base. And so even when you're like, so for example, when I wrote for Crosswalk and Crosswalk had my links, every time that Crosswalk would put up one of the articles that I submitted for them, you would not believe my link clicks that I would get during that time. Even if you're submitting to contest. So all of my submission people out there, if you guys are hooked on the contest wave, then when you do get a win and you get a bio, you definitely need to add your social media links in your bio because that is going to be a click for somebody possibly. If they read your short story or your microfiction or whatever it is you want, you can get a follow, you can get a like, and you can build your base. This whole thing of, you know, I'm not including any of my social media links because I don't want people to find me. Okay. 
And you know what? People can be anonymous writers and, and never use social media and make it big. Please do not think that this is the only way that you've got to like be become like a servant to the social media world. And I'm not saying that. There's ways to do it where you're not spending all of your time. Um, I just ask you to do 10 minutes a day. But I'm telling you, it's it's better to be on it. And then when you you do get big, you'll have social media managers. I already have someone who's asked to be my social media manager. And I'm like, you know what? I would love it if you could be my social media marketer. I would love to have a manager just over my social media. That would be so great. That would take off, you know, the pressure of building. And they could help me build. And I could give them the content. And they could schedule things out and do all of those things. But I don't have the money for that. If I did, I would have an assistant. Of course I would. <laughs> you know that. In my life, I've just got to get to the full-time author status first. Then I could learn how to do all the other stuff myself. and wouldn't need an assistant. And then if I made more money, I could get an assistant. But until that time, you need to learn these platforms. But you also need to be mindful of all of the things about these platforms. Um... And I just think it would make you, you know, wiser to, to do it all now, get it all set up, build it under your brand name, and go for it, including YouTube. Even if it means you'll never make a single penny, that's okay. Because you could connect with people there. Guys, I'm serious. You could connect with somebody on YouTube in another country that, would, that, that just loves YouTube. I love YouTube. We watch YouTube on a daily basis. So, me giving up YouTube, I just don't think it's wise for me to do that. Even if I have a small subscriber base, I still don't think it's wise to give it up. Because I think it's a great platform where I could connect with a reader and talk to them about Jesus. And once I bank, I make a video, the video banks. The video's not going anywhere. It's staying on there. And so somebody could go find an old video of mine and they could hear about Jesus. Even if I don't make content every day, the videos are there. I've got hundreds of them. They're not going anywhere. And so all of this work is about Jesus, number one. And then if I can't make the money off the platform, that's okay. I can start to push Patreon a little bit more, figure out the Patreon um, tiers and do a better job at that. Rearrange my tears a little bit. Um, I just and and work that platform a little bit more that I haven't even done really anything with it. So I hope you guys um, stick around for this episode of the thankfulness episode. I would love it if you would send me an email, jenlowrywrites at gmail.com. If you listened to yesterday's challenge, you know what I'm talking about. If you didn't listen to the challenge, email me who you're thankful for. Um, give them a shout out. We're going to do a special show of thankfulness. And if I don't get any emails from you guys, then you're just going to have to hear me list out a bunch of people I'm thankful for. <laughs> but that's okay. I think it's time that we start um, celebrating each other. And you can also send me a voice memo. You know, this is really cool on Anchor. So if you're on Anchor, you can send me a voice recording. I can put it in. You can record yourself with your phone. You can send it to me and I can upload it and edit it into the show. 
So um, that would be so cool if we did that. I'm going to put it out. I have not announced it on social media. I just put it on my podcast yesterday. You see how my mind thinks in spur of the moment sometimes? So uh, we need to blast it out. Tell your friends. Tell your writing communities to go ahead and send me an email. Send me a voice recorder so we can seal the thankfulness into the Jen Lowry Writes podcast show. All right, guys. I'll talk to you later. All right. Bye. Now that you found me on the Jen Lowry Writes podcast, I challenge you to head over to where books are sold and find me there. I've published 11 books so far, and I write clean books for all ages. Horror, paranormal, sweet romance, fantasy, historical fiction, you name it, I've got your genre. Search Jen Lowry at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, Kobo, and more. And for my Bible devotionals, you'll see my full name, Dr. Jennifer Eichner Lowry on Amazon. So I challenge you today to go out there and write something inspiring and share it with the world. Thanks for joining me on Jen Lowry Writes. You guys have a blessed day.